pee. <laughs> I'm just making sure. <laughs> they don't want to have to don't want to have to stop so you can go tinkle. <laughs> go. Yes, that's all taken care of. Good. So how's it going? It's going pretty good. Hey, I wanted to ask you. Um, we got a lot of brutal feedback from the girls at Grits to Glitz. And they really just ripped us a new one. They uh, they were pretty vicious. Yeah. And they called me anonymous, which we both know <laughs> is not true. <laughs> Actually, I, I thought you'd be thrilled that they um, they mentioned that you're hilarious since you've been, you know, fishing for compliments pretty much since before the podcast even started. <laughs> well, I mean, I everybody knows I'm hilarious. I just kind of, you know, fake bitch about that. But, right. um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I know the truth. <laughs> what, um, what do you think about like recording, um, like an intro or like an end to each show that basically says like, I'm Shane and you're Bridget. We could do that, but I didn't think that they're, uh, they were saying that that was necessarily a problem. Okay. Cause I kind of like it the way it is and I just wanted to bounce bounce that idea off of you i like it the way it is yeah because i mean if really if they had taken the time to read the site they would have known who i am (laughs) you're really concerned about the fact that they don't know who you are (laughs) 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 no that's okay no um i think it depends on which uh what you're listening to yeah because yeah because uh depending on the episode we may or may not say our names yeah, so. and I honestly I don't think I need to say my name. Well, you're that well known. Right, I am kind of a big deal. And that's um, what I understand, and you actually have a, a cross stitch on. Um, yes, it's documented in fabric form. I mean, you, yes. you can't erase that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you hold it up to a light for a while <laughs> and then turn the lights off, I know it glows. <laughs> so that there is you go. the real deal. That's like a, that's like a watermark. Mhm. Mhm. That's the authentication. Is the right. uh, glow in the dark embroidery fro- floss that was used, right, to seal the deal. And, and so. yeah, that is not just a little public service announcement. That is not tooth floss. That's that's no. not dental floss. I learned that the hard way. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work that way. Yeah. There's a good portion of our listeners who will know exactly what embroidery floss <laughs> is. I don't doubt that at all. Um, yeah. We have a large our crafty friends out there. Yeah, a large portion of our listeners are uh, crafty, crafty some bitches. Yeah. Yep. Damn straight. And for some reason, I'm saying damn straight all day today. You know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. Did you uh, Did you have to work today? <laughs> Shut up. Because I didn't. <laughs> you know I did. <laughs> I knew you didn't. I, uh, I didn't know if you got to work from home or whatever. No. No. I don't. And I have to go in tomorrow, too, even though I was kind of hoping to work from home because mm-hmm. um, the majority of my colleagues are going to a training session in downtown Chicago. Oh, yeah. So I've got to be there to answer the phone because we have a, a wonderful system. Let me explain how this works to you. See, you know, somebody calls in and gets someone's voicemail. And our voicemail script is uh, leave me a message 
or if your need is urgent, hit zero Mm -hmm. and someone will be able to assist you. So basically what happens is when someone hits zero is there is this horrible alarm bell (laughs) that sounds in our area (laughs) until someone picks up the bell line. Nice. And I anticipate most of my day tomorrow and to be answering those calls. Yeah, so-and-so in? Uh, no, actually, uh, they're out. I don't know if their voicemail may be indicated. Yeah, I, just, well, I thought I'd see if they were in. <laughs> yeah, you. this just proves my point. You could never let someone determine when they're having an emergency. Right. <laughs> I, exactly. I, like, I, I have that happen a lot at work, and... I finally just started telling people, no, you're not having an emergency. Go back right. to your desk or go lay down or whatever. Well, really, there is no such thing as a recruiting emergency. No, exactly. It's it's impossible. It can't happen. So <laughs> there's really, I mean, every once in a while, maybe there's a situation where someone is starting um, the next Monday and they need their letter or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe right. that, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's important. So yeah, I can see people getting worked up around that kind of thing. But the majority of the time, the reason they're calling is basically because they don't want to do what they know they have to do. <laughs> <laughs> and they're looking for someone to give them the out and say, you know what? Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that kind of shit. That's exactly, I I think I sent an email about this, which is basically the person who calls you and asks you for help, but has, will will invest no time or energy (laughs) in the solution. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've been getting this a lot lately. There's a a system that we use, which is not user-friendly, and track all of our jobs and our candidates and things like that. Um, And, you know, the managers typically will call and say, it's not working. Okay, well, what's happening? Nothing. I, I, nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, tell me what's in the screen in front of you right now. Well, I'm not in it right now. Okay, let's go there. Okay, so I'm logging in, and nothing happens. Okay, so what do you see on the screen? Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Nothing? It actually caused your computer to completely shut down, and the screen is blank now. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where our two jobs overlap, because I have almost the exact same experience on a regular basis. Do you? Yeah. With your, Because you, uh, you're an administrator, right? Mm-hmm. Or are you some other fancy thing? I am a, uh, a network administrator, system administrator. Right. So um, you get the person calling and saying, yeah, it won't work. Well, yeah. what have you done? Nothing. Well, what happens when you try it? I don't know. It throws up some error message. Well, what's the error message say? I don't know. I can't remember. Well, why don't you go look at it for me and and tell me what it is? Right. Yeah. And then they're, you know, put upon that you've asked them to do that. Like, there's a reason for there to be a specific error message? (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, it would just air, it would die quietly. You know? It would not tell you this information. Right, exactly. Yeah, a lot of our emergency situations have to do with uh, somebody just not planning. Mm-hmm. You know, and going out and actually spending a ton of money on something and manpower to do something. And then mm-hmm. they find out, oh, it's not working with this particular system. Like, uh, right. yeah, that's because you have to request access to it. And that's mm-hmm. like a two-week process. Right. 
I've been dealing with that yeah. a lot lately. Yeah, I've been I've been dealing with with uh, the issue that I mentioned, and and you know you get to the point where I'm saying, okay, what you should see is this, and tell me what it says on the right hand side. Oh yeah, I do see that. Oh, so it's not nothing. <laughs> And by the time you get about the 10th or 15th call like this in a day, mm. <laughs> that last person could be the sweetest person on earth. Somebody's like grandma with a plate of warm chocolate chip cookies, and I still mm. <laughs> would have just kicked her in the box. No. Like, seriously. <laughs> now, don't take this the wrong way, Mrs. Henderson, but I want you to die in a fire. Something against you personally. Well, it is, actually. It is. <laughs> Kick her in the box and shove her. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway. So, do you have your topics lined up, and do you have my writers ready for me? Um, yeah, I've got, like, some M&Ms for you. Uh, without, I don't like M&Ms. Without the brown ones, <laughs> per your writer. That's not my writer. That's uh, oh that's, yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is Whitney Houston's. I see the crack on here now. <laughs> that's my mistake. I thought the M and M's thing was Van Halen. Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure. More than one of those. more than one Heroes. celebrity likes uh, M and M's for your information. With certain ones picked out though. Yeah, everybody's got their own favorite color. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as topics go, no, I don't. I I spent the the whole day playing Fallout Three and watching porn on the internet. I'm not really sure what you bring to the table in this podcast. I'm not either. It it sounds worse. Well, you've got the technical side. It it sounds worse when I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, I do have some topics, and you have some topics too that we've oh, that's right that we've lined up here. Um, well, we did already talk about the people who want you to fix something and then invest no time or energy in fixing it. Yeah, and that was that was kind of nice. That was something that we didn't plan, and it just came up spontane spontaneously. I'm gonna have to practice my diction. <laughs> that um, sounds dirty. <laughs> oh yeah, I was practicing all last night. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what uh, what do you want to talk about? I've got my big topic here, and I don't even know if this is going to be a good bit because it's not really uh, a funny topic. It's just kind of a oh, that's interesting, uh, mm-hmm. and that is that I used to be friends with a prostitute. That's right, and I said bullshit. Yeah, and I said and that said is no totally lie. not bullshit. Um, I used to be friends with a call girl because there's this is one of the things that I learned um, in knowing said prostitute is there's three different tiers of prostitutes mm-hmm. uh, the, really? yeah the lower level is like your street walkers and your crack whores and you know the ones that you see standing outside on the corners right the mid level are you know the the nicer ones. They're the uh, and this was this was always funny because she never used the word prostitute. She'd always dance around it and use like euphemisms. You know, like working girl and and all this How other could stuff. She dance in those heels. Oh, well, you walk <laughs> in them all day and 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 you get you know just monstrous calf muscles. But anyway, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah the the mid level. 
and this was the interesting thing is uh, the mid-level and the top tier which are called courtesans and they are like extremely expensive um, they use mainly like the internet uh, to book clients <laughs> and they don't book clients with strangers so they have Strange, well, yeah they actually have a network established how, well how did they how do they get their first clients um, they have to uh, basically recommend a client um, they have to get a client on a recommendation so they know they're not like a cop so oh. th- each city has like this network of prostitutes and they network with other cities so it's kind of like this big underground sex network and they will refer and they've actually got like websites to where they can rate like clients and the clients can rate hookers like a facebook or something yeah exactly it's like a pussy book or no it's like ebay a plus 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 highly recommend this vendor (laughs) we'll fuck again a plus plus Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's that's basically what it was. And she showed me, um, you know, like some of the websites, and yeah, it's it's kind of like a Facebook. It's not like fancy, but um, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that Facebook does. But um, yeah, it's basically well, yeah, because who has time to do that? You know, right? When um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she was always. Um, you know, like traveling and people like from other cities would like order her and buy her airfare and shit like that. So she would fly out, you know, and spend the weekend out there and then fly back or whatever. And just all oh. sorts of crazy shit. Now, is it okay for me to find that a little depressing? I suppose. I mean, she loved it. She wasn't. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the important thing. Yeah. She, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't forced into it. She went into it because well, yeah. that I mean, appealed that to her. I mean, it paid for it paid for her schooling. You mm-hmm. know, it paid for her college. So was she seriously like Angel or whatever that one movie is? What is that called? Do you remember that? Oh, it was in the mid eighties, and it was like the girl like goes to school during the day and is a hooker at night. Oh, Howard the Duck. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> No, I don't yeah, know which great. movie you're talking about. I don't think I've seen I'll have that to, one. I'll have to figure it out. But, um, yeah, there was actually a friend of mine when I was growing up who like totally aspired to that. <laughs> Thought it would just be the most fun ever, and you know specifically because of that movie. You know, <laughs> so, wow. Well, I mean, wouldn't it be great? I mean, come on. I'm like, oh, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if if you are into that kind of thing and stuff and yeah, some girls you know, not are that I'm, not that I'm judging I mean that's not yeah. that's you know that I don't I don't judge but yeah I, I can't even imagine I just can't I'm sorry yeah huh. it, it shocked me because I didn't know her as a prostitute first I just knew her as you know so and so and then oh really yeah. so that had to be weird yeah so we were you know we're we're uh <laughs> So how long did it take before you were like, so anyway? It was probably... <laughs> you, ever, you ever moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, I mean, I'd, I'd known her for a few days. We we were, um, we met on some website or something. 
and okay. we're chatting back and forth and you know probably within a week you know she dropped the bomb on me because you know it, it was very vague she would just talk about going to work you know and whatever and and finally she said well and she didn't come right out and say prostitute at first she said she's a working girl i'm like well you know i know tons of those and she's like no no i'm a prostitute and it just yeah it 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 floored me you know and then so then i'm like i got all these questions i'm asking her and and all this other stuff and then she shows me you know these websites that they use and you know how all the the back end stuff works and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. and it was crazy and she would she would always be like you know well if you ever want to try so and so let me know and i'll give you a recommendation Oh dear. And I'm like, you know, that's very thoughtful of you, but I am just not into the prostitution thing. You know. And, yeah, I was going to ask you that then too. That's oh, going to be my follow-up question. Yeah, no, I I am not real big on um, paying for sex. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in any form. Yeah, right. <laughs> respect money right exactly <laughs> chores exactly insurance yeah. anything like that uh-huh. um no it's like extended benefits yeah and uh, i know you know some guys are into that and can do that but to me you know i i just couldn't do it it's uh-huh. i don't yeah. i don't want to have sex with you just because i'm paying you money you know, I can have sex with you and pay you money, but not, right. you know, it's it's like going, I don't want to go to a restaurant whose chef is making food only because I'm paying him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, he's got to want, he's got to love food and he's got to want to feed me. And then, you know, I will pay him for his time and services. Well, so what if it were, you know, someone who just really loves what they do <laughs> and you just happen to be there <laughs> that i That's could probably handle thing. yeah see that i could handle but that the good shit is expensive yeah you know she's talking about guys you know dropping 800 dollars an hour wow and i'm like crazy. you know what that is that's like a rent payment you know and you know a car payment and all this other shit an hour. So, so um, high class prostitutes and um, catastrophe claims representatives make about the same amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Those are the those are the ones that are um, hired on contract, mm-hmm. kind of like last minute notice, and fly out to a site, right. um, and are usually they work seven days a week, mm. um, fifteen hour days. Jesus. So so yeah, those those guys make about the same amount. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no 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 wait, I'm wrong. It's a uh, not an hour per day. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, not per hour though. But yeah, if you like to fuck, I I mean, the money is the money is good. Um, You know, the the movie that they've been advertising a lot recently with the vampire. um, No, just to it. Twilight. No. Oh, yeah. I I did hear something about that. There was like a, a riot 
and some people got at the mall in San Francisco. Yeah, like girls actually got crushed. Yeah, over this kid. Now the kid who's uh, who's playing the main character from these books is uh, actually Cedric Diggory from the Harry Potter movies. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'd never heard of him, but I... yeah, he played. Yeah. So you've seen the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he was in the the fourth one. Uh, he was the one who, uh, oh, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> died in that one. Right. <laughs> so, but um, I read uh, the first book because I had got this magazine called Bookmarks mm-hmm. because you know I'm a book nerd, and the magazine was actually titled that that one was titled "What to Read Now That Harry Potter's Over." <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I better look at that. So they mentioned the um, Stephanie Meyer books that she'd started releasing, and they're like a vampire werewolf teen angst sort of thing going on. Oh, okay, so they're and geared they're like, towards like teenagers. They're, then. they're teen, yeah, they're yeah, teen books. Okay, but they were saying, well, it's kind of like Harry Potter that adults enjoy these stories as well. So I. Um, got the first book I read it I really liked it it had a lot of atmosphere to it it had the whole setting thing going on it's like mm-hmm. this really creepy sort of northwestern town and everything and you know all that so that was good going for it the love story I'm not a big fan of like love story books you know I'm not I'm not a romance novel fan right that kind of thing but it wasn't like overly I don't know it, it was an interesting story the second book, I'm reading that one, and it just could not shut up about, oh, we love each other so much, and I'm so sad that we're apart, and blah, 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 <laughs> and there's this and that and the other thing, and I'm so sad. And so then basically, started, that one's like MySpace. Yeah, it's like the emo girls website. Right. <laughs> and then the third one I started to listen to, and I never finished it yet, but it's just taken teenage girls in this country by storm and i think i figured out what the secret of it is Mm -hmm. and here here's what it is the whole point of the story is that uh, this girl has fallen in love with a vampire and he's madly in love with her too Mm -hmm. he's a good vampire Mm -hmm. and he's able to control his bloodlust by hunting animals And one of the points of the story is that her, the scent of her blood is like not only intoxicating to him, but like to all vampires everywhere. Mm. She's like the special kind of person who's like really tasty. So, <laughs> so um, you know, when he's with her, sometimes it's hard for him to be with her and not want to eat her. <laughs> I know how that goes. Right. <laughs> and he's constantly um, having to protect her from other vampires and stuff like that. And they can't get too physical with each other because when they get physical with each other, it gets worse. Mm. So I'm like, okay, this is the perfect teen girl love story. <laughs> There's no chance for sex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All they can do is sit around and talk about how much they love each other. All they can do is, you know, keep reassuring each other of the fact that they really, really, really love each other. And he keeps telling her how special she is and the things that he loves about her. And gee, if they had the chance, wouldn't it be awesome? But it can't be. <laughs> so, so not only that, there's always the constant threat of danger. 
um, he's always protecting her. And then there's a, another boy who's madly in love with her, who is also supernatural in some way, mm. who is constantly protecting her. And like, how much more could you possibly add to that? And why wouldn't teenage girls everywhere be falling over with this thing? So yeah, that, my thought is... That makes yeah. a lot of sense. So my thought is we need to come up with our own franchise that would incorporate some... <laughs> like a vampire thing or just like something completely different it has okay the elements have to be um you know uh incredibly passionate love with no sex Mm. with no possibility for sex for some reason there is no way that they could consummate their relationship so like if they were um like if they were in love and one of them had a horrible genital injury Oh, that's awesome. Right, like if they're construction workers and and uh, one of them had a horrible accident, but they're still in love. Accident. Yeah. Because, oh God, those happen all the time. Do they? I don't know. Well, that's because guys are always sticking their junk in his stuff. You have no idea how bad it is. <laughs> I wonder if that'll fit in there. <laughs> that, that's, that's what happens. Is that it? Yeah. So I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Maybe we can think about this and come up with something um, that will become our franchise. And, uh, you know, I'll start writing the stories and raking the dough. Okay. Step one, plot. Step two. Mm. Step three, profit. profit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, I'm I'm doing a Google search on Stephanie Myers right now because this whole thing um, kind of sounds like true blood have you seen that series on uh, yeah, hbo and actually, that's from a book series as well yeah and i'm i i can't remember that author's name i was looking to see if if stephanie was the one um charlene harris or something like yeah, that let me look here charlene or something like that i yeah. remember that because it was suki right yeah. isn't her name suki yeah suki stackhouse I, I almost started reading those and I just, I don't know what happened. I, I was, I picked up the first book in the series like several years ago and just never ended up reading it. You know, it's funny because I did the same thing with the show. Oh, really? Yeah. The I show? watched like the first two episodes of it. Oh, And I'm okay. like, yeah, this, this could be good. And then, yeah, it's Charlene Harris. Um, yeah. I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm watching the first couple episodes and then it just loses me because... I don't know. I've never been into the whole vampire genre. Mm-hmm. And I, for a lot of people, you know, I run in a couple circles where there's a heavy, you know, vampire, uh, you know, everybody knows everything about vampires. And mm-hmm. it's because it's been romanticized, you know, uh, with all the... Um, the different authors well, that write these books about it and the movies, you know, from the books. And it's it's all this sort of, like, dark, underground, yet romantic and chivalrous, you know, societies. And, you know, people fantasize about it. Um, right. I've never been into that, the vampire thing. I don't get what's so special about them. I would mm-hmm. much rather see robots uh, or something of the nature. I love robots. Uh, I do, too. But uh, is sad about the Mars lander? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually cried a little bit about that last night, just a little. Yeah. Um, 
Have you been? You know that it it had a, a Twitter uh, feed, yes, right? Yes, it broke my heart. Today. I know that made me sad too. Yeah. I, I was reading. I read that at work the other day. I'm like, I need a moment to myself. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Because I personify everything. I. I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, familiar with it. Myself, when I hear myself speak, I sound like I either come from Minnesota or Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, a, a couple of people have asked me about that, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't explain it. When I moved here, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my family makes fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my niece? No. My brother actually, like, gave her five bucks. <laughs> It says, go ask Aunt Bridget where she's staying. <laughs> so uh, she comes over and she's like, Aunt Bridget, where are you staying? And he says, well, I'm staying here. No, you know, at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. No, we're here. Well, downstairs. Ha downstairs, downstairs. go. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Yeah, oh, one, one of the guys at work asked me about that. And, oh yeah. Yeah, he's like, where, where's she from? And I'm like, well, she's in Chicago right now. Well, where where did she come from before there? Uh, Omaha. And mm-hmm. she's from there. I'm like, oh yeah. What the hell happened? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I'm right? like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think part of it was is that when I started working for um, the the very first place I ever worked for here, um, you're like a complete and total recruiting sweatshop, mm-hmm. and. One of the things that um, I learned how to do there was called sourcing, which is basically calling into a company with a fake identity and getting as many names and titles as you possibly could before they figured out what was going on. Right. And the girl who trained me on this had the thickest accent you have ever heard, like the accent that I have now. Mm -hmm. I completely and totally mimicked her. And I got to the point where I was doing this every day for eight hours a day, and I kind of fell into it. <laughs> I can't stop it now. <laughs> but basically, my name was Missy Stevens, and I would call into companies and would have different um, different uh, goals each time. Um, but like we did a lot of work for sales companies, especially copier sales. We hmm. talk about the most horrible profession you could probably work in is copier sales because they had the turnover rate of like, you know, somebody would stay in a position for a year and move on to the next place, you know? (laughs) That's how it is at my company. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. I was talking to one of our guys the other day. He was doing some work on an employee database. He's like, yeah, I noticed you've been here for five years. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's just past five years. Yeah, our, uh, our average employee stay is 13 months. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I did not know that. You should get a bonus. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, actually, that was the case of the company that I worked for when I first moved here, too, is that the majority of the people who worked there stayed there about six months mm-hmm. before they ran screaming. But I was too timid and scared to try and get a job anywhere else. Yeah. And, um, but when, <laughs> when I first started working there, I heard people source all day long. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of out, I mean, not not all day long, but... I'd be walking down the hall and I'd hear someone on the phone with like a fast food restaurant and they're like, yeah, I lost my wallet 
and um, the manager there found it and uh, you know called me to to give it back to me and I, I just wanted to get their name so I could send them a card to say thank you mm-hmm. or to write a letter you know right. <laughs> to corporate to say thank you and I remember I heard it like two or three times and I'm like yeah these people are really freaking forgetful <laughs> <laughs> always forget their wallet everywhere <laughs> And then I finally, you know, moved into the job where you're expected to, uh, you know, provide your own names to call people to uh, try to get them to go to your, uh, you know, your client, Mm -hmm. you know, to to recruit them for your client. And, um, you know, they're like, okay, here's what you do. You call into the companies, you make up some story, you get the names and you call the people and recruit them. And I'm like make up some story and they're like yeah and I'm like is that what they've been doing (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that sounds like so much fun though I was so terrified the first time I did it and I was actually really kind of upset too I like called my dad and I'm like I'm gonna be lying every single day I'm going to be lying to several people every single day I'm gonna go to hell (laughs) my dad was like my dad is super religious Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he said, well, just think of it this way. You might talk to someone and talk them into looking at a job that's going to change their life for the better forever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I the very first one I ever did, I'll remember this forever, was um, it was a nurse case manager job. Mm-hmm. And um, they basically, um, you know, they take phone calls from injured people and they put them on some sort of program to get better, and then they check up with them every certain amount of days or whatever. Right. So I called into this company, and I made up the story that I was a nursing student, and I had talked to one of the nurse case managers for a project that I was working on for school, and I lost the name, and if I didn't have the name, I wasn't going to get credit. And I got, like, the name of every single one there. (laughs) (laughs) And I had a photo of, like, this is the best job ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you get to trick people for eight hours a day every day. How is I, that not um, awesome? I was one of the best sorcerers that they had there after I got started. I would cry on command. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's very helpful, especially like the sales reps one. Sometimes that was difficult. And I'd be like, yeah, my boss, he, you know, one of the salesmen called on him and left his card and we just moved and I lost it. And he really wants to make sure that he talks to the same guy and that he gets the sale. So, um, you know, could you tell me who it could have been? And like, well, you know, we'd have to start the process over. And I'm like, look, oh. you don't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't understand. I could get fired. <laughs> They're like, okay. Can I tell you my, my best story? Yes. From this entire time frame. The girl who trained me, this is when she was first training me on how to do this. Uh, she was calling into just, she had an entire printout of all these companies that she was just going to call mm-hmm. and get all the names from. And she was just going down one by one, marking them off. And she called into this one company. And the gatekeeper, as we like to call him, (laughs) was not letting her through at all. She was like, well, I could take your name and number and have somebody call you back, you know, all that fun stuff. And um, she kept trying everything that she could to try and get the information out of her. And she was getting more and more frustrated, probably because I was sitting there listening to her and it wasn't happening, right? 
And uh, finally, she gets to the point where she realizes this woman isn't going to help her. And she goes, whatever, you fucking bitch. And slams down the phone. And then picks up the phone right away. Doesn't even pause to breathe. Mm -hmm. And dials the next number. And um, whenever she started... Uh, her conversation, she would always start with, hi, this is fake name from B&K Corporation. Who is this? She would always start with the who is this mm-hmm. to kind of put them off guard. Right. <laughs> and the woman on the other line goes, this is the fucking bitch. Who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> she had dialed the same number again. That is awesome. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, tales from my sordid past. Do this and get recognition for it or something, right? So the guy comes up to me like the next day. Why is someone ringing our doorbell? Uh, yes, I'll hold. <laughs> no, I'm not answering the door. <laughs> um, it's eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, In Chicago. Yeah. In the suburbs of Chicago, but still scary mm-hmm. stuff. But, um, yeah, they, um, I, I ran into the guy in the elevator and he was like, oh, you did that calling at home, but what do we owe you for that? And I said, "Mm, you know, um, whatever, don't worry about it. And he's like, okay. Nice. (laughs) And then one of the people I worked with was in the elevator with me. He got off. She goes, Bridget, you ever seen Ghostbusters? (laughs) Like, yeah. And she goes, remember that? Remember that line where uh, the uh, person said, uh, you know, if someone asks you if you're a god, (laughs) you say yes. (laughs) If someone asks you if they owe you money, you say yes. (laughs) Okay, now somebody's knocking on the door. Dang, maybe you should go get that. Do you have like a shotgun or anything? I don't. Do you have anything that looks like a shotgun? I don't. Do you have anything that throws lead of any kind? No. And I'm in pajama pants. Hmm. Not very commanding. Right. Are they angry yeah. pajama pants? <laughs> Are they ill-tempered? <laughs> Mutated? <laughs> oh, that's okay. They stopped. Hmm. Well, if you leave for work tomorrow and there's a corpse on your porch, then uh, I think I know what he wanted. Uh, You've got an update to the barista story. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Well, it was yesterday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I went in there and there was a long line. And she brought me my drink while I was still in line. And she took the coffee beans that I had in my hand and was like, paper cone, right? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Well, they have to know what kind of filter that you have in order to grind your coffee properly. I see. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like, okay, sweetie. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, the plus side being, I had my drink already, and my coffee was ready for me by the time I made it to the register. Mm-hmm. And see so maybe that, there's some benefits. Yeah. See, now you're thinking like a guy. <laughs> the, 
I don't know. It just it sounds like it's just their new customer service, you know, thing that they're rolling out. Oh yeah, every everything about it seems that way to me, except for the card. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only part of it. I mean, I don't mind somebody being friendly. I like friendly people, mm-hmm. and I'm friendly myself. Oh, and I do have to share one last thing with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have the guts to actually Twitter this, but did you see the um, the updates um, recently from You Look Nice Today? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, they got the Flickr set Yeah, of pictures that the guy took of their latest podcast. Yeah, I was just looking at that today. Actually, they had uh, Hodgman and Jonathan Colton with them. Yeah, so you got the You Look Nice Today guys, you got Hodgman, and you've got Jonathan Colton. Mm-hmm. So my immediate thought, and you can tell me if this would have been funny or not, is I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, you ruined your panties, didn't you? <laughs> like, what more could you possibly ask for? Hello? <laughs> Has there ever been a greater gathering <laughs> on this earth? Make like a douche and get the fuck out of here. <laughs>